Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Potion Podcast. I'm your host and your boy, Stephen Crothy. I'm Hall. Burkhart. That's me. Also my boy, Oz Burkhart. How yeah. you doing, buddy? I'm alright, buddy. You know, it's my Sunday. Well, it's everybody's Sunday. Technically, you ain't listening to this on Sunday. You ain't even listening to this, I don't know, man. The Monday after we, I don't What are we doing today, Steve? <laughs> I think we're talking about one of our console series, aren't we? Like yeah. uh, continuing the console a, series. We've done a few before this. We've mm-hmm. done some old, mainly old school stuff. I feel like we're working our way in chronological order. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, and, sir. Um, we're going to do the PlayStation Two today. Yes, sir. We are. So, what have we With, covered so far? We've covered the NES. The Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo, the PlayStation, the Nintendo 64. That's what we've covered. We've been through five generation of game consoles, one by one. Now we're entering the sixth generation with the PlayStation 2. Um, so I think uh, this might be the first year, like generation, where we can do an episode on every single one of the consoles that were released this generation because between the two of us we had them all right strong strong consoles too in my opinion it's like when you just sit and look at it on paper the sixth generation of video game consoles is fucking impressive dude like not just in like a sales from a sales standpoint i mean the playstation 2 was a juggernaut but then you have like the Sega Dreamcast, Sega's last home console, an amazing console in my opinion. I love, I love console, yeah. yeah, love it so much. You had the Nintendo GameCube, which, you know, while I wouldn't say the GameCube reaches the heights of the NES or the Super Nintendo, it definitely um, starts sort of repra- repairing the brand of Nintendo after the Nintendo sixty four, in my opinion. And then yeah, that was a console I never had was the, right, the but, GameCube. But I did. I had the GameCube and a console I never had, but you did. Microsoft's original Xbox. The debut. Oh, yeah. The debut of a new player in the video game scene. And like and it would take baby steps that generation, but it would mm-hmm. quickly 
quickly turn into giant footsteps in the next generation. Yep, and then it would go down a little bit. <laughs> they trip a little bit. They yeah, tripped yeah. a little yeah. bit after that. But you know what? We'll get to there. We'll get there someday. We can't say that Sony nor Nintendo have not tripped either. And clearly, exactly. poor ass Sega. You know what I mean? I'm living Ugh, through. I'm so, I'm living through my Sega Dreamcast years currently. You know what I mean? I'm trying real hard. I got cool shit to offer, but nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a little um, too yeah. dark. That might have been a joke I saved for the Xbox party chat. Maybe I should. I was gonna say that that fit a lot better there. I think. <laughs> okay. So, um, how's your Sunday been, buddy? I I worked for most of my day. Um, been off for about an hour yeah. and a half. What you been up to? So um, I've, I've been grilling out today. We had some people over. And um, so grilling, you know, I, I like to consider myself somewhat of a decent chef, like in the house, you know. Now, granted, I'm no Ramsey. I'm no Repair, you know, Eric Repair. I'm no Witten. I'm no Will Witten in right. the kitchen. But I, I'm pretty proud of, of how I am Buddy, on a stove. I would say you have more skills in the kitchen than your average bear you know what i mean like like if you're talking about a dude like me who is useless on the kitchen and then like you know the best (laughs) chef in the world i think you fall way higher on the list than most people i know you you've got some tips and tricks you whip up some tasty stuff i hear what you tell will you made for dinner and it's not like oh oh, i made a meatloaf and mac and cheese peace and love to meatloaf and mac and cheese like hook it up maybe a little cheese and broccoli on the side even but you do some fancy shit oh yeah and i love picking his brain on Mm -hmm. those weekends when we get to hang out man you you notice there's like probably a good 20 minutes where Haas is just quiet listening to us just rap about food for a minute you know (laughs) i mean if i have uh, anything to contribute i do otherwise i just sit back and enjoy the ride yeah, it's a good time. So, um, but I I lived in a loft apartment in Birmingham for the better part of fifteen years. Yeah, and decade and a half. You can't, you can't grill there, like it's downtown. So they were grilling laws. So I never learned how to grill. So now that we live in Florida and we've got a house and, and with a nice backyard, we wanted to start get that going. So I got a grill, nice little Weber, twenty two inch kettle grill. It's really nice. And I wanted to break it in today. So, you know, I've spent the afternoon doing that. And while I, I wasn't, it wasn't like obviously the best effort on the grill. It was at least an effort. So I'm looking forward to kind of growing at this point on mm-hmm. as a grill master, you know, looking mm-hmm. forward to the journey. Hell yeah, my dude. Hell yeah. I can't wait to hear yep. what you talk about. You know what I really want to keep it up. You know what? I, one 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 last thing before I before we move on the mm-hmm. um one of the guests bought like some of the most delicious banana pudding I've oh ever had. God, are you a banana it. pudding guy? Fuck, it. you don't get to a size like I was before the beginning of this year without being a bit of a banana pudding guy. I don't try to. You should, you should explain banana pudding because we might have some listeners yeah. who are just like, the fuck is banana pudding? But so it's like, basically just like whipped cream, banana pudding. Uh, <laughs> like bananas and vanilla extract and that's that's vanilla wafers and and, i mean you just kind of make like oh and milk there's like condensed milk sweetened condensed Mm -hmm. milk you make the pudding out of but man it is so delicious like i could eat i could not stop eating it haws oh my god it's ridiculous man you let me get my fucking dick skinners on a bowl of banana pudding and you you is gonna go down you know i try to avoid that kind of shit lately but 
that'd be hard to pass up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the thing. I don't know how much, uh, how many people sort of out of the Southeast United States or Southern United States would know about banana pudding. I have no idea. Right. 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 Like, that's what I'm saying. What is it? It's what, like golden flake chips? You guys up north don't get golden mm-hmm. flake chips, mm-hmm. and you motherfuckers are missing out, let me tell you. Right. <laughs> but you know what we don't get that they get up north? Like Drake's cakes, like devil dogs and shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we don't get that stuff. Um, but man, any barbecue joint you go to in Alabama, one of the dessert options is going to be banana pudding. You know what I mean? Next to your yeah. your lemon icebox pies, your chocolate pies. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Man, banana pudding. And the and the the key to the banana pudding is a mixture of soft vanilla wafers and crunchy vanilla wafers. Like all the vanilla you wafers. Yeah, all the vanilla wafers can't be soft and mushy. You need the occasional crunchy bit in there to really elevate the experience. You absolutely do. The texture is very important mm-hmm. in absolutely. that. But I mean, it is literally so good that if my mother lived within 20 miles of here, I would have driven over to her house and slapped her. And then while I, like just looked at her and just kind of sorry and just held out the banana pudding. And she'd <laughs> been like, oh, I understand. You know, it's really good. <laughs> that's, that's some good-ass banana pudding, Steve. I mean, you could have gotten the point across a little, a little better, but... I get it. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I just slap you. But it was really good, like, because cause it kind of, like, took the sheen off of my awkward first time fumbling, uh, grilling. It, you know, my burgers were good, but they, they could have been a lot better, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the banana pudding made everybody forget about that. So it was really sweet. Um, nice. So, yeah, the banana, banana pudding sounds. Uh, buddy, we got to tell them what happened, okay? So we got a bit oh, of a shit. story. Are you, talking about, are you talking about Friday night? Yeah, I'm talking about old James Spader. Oh. Okay. Oh my goodness, let's let's go. We had a night, right? So Steve and I, I'm telling you, I was in a mood on Friday. And I and I think it was a combination of things, right? I think I was still coming off the high hanging out with our buddy Will. Like, I can't tell you how fucking good that made me feel to hang out with that dude for an afternoon. Right. I mean, he's it was so good to see him show up in person on your Twitter, man. Just uh, brought a big smile to my face, dude. I um, I had a decent day at work. Like, uh, you know, those can go up and down. So I had a good day at work. I was off work. I was about to hang out with you and record a high potion. And then uh, I had a brain fart. Oh, and it might have been a little stony baloney. So, I don't know, man. There was just something in the air. We record a high potion, and I'm telling you guys, you heard it. It was last week's episode. I felt like it was a banger. Like, I don't, Me pre- too. Yeah, I don't pat my we, back. Afterwards, yeah. We were just like, that was a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can tell. I don't, um, I don't necessarily pat myself on the back about a, a podcast, but I feel like I was in that Vladi Divac, you know, fucking. <laughs> Uh, NBA jam in shooting threes. Yeah, shooting threes from the top right corner. You know what I mean? Just draining them yep. on a dude at the arcade. And he's like, with Vladi Divac. And I'm like, yeah, that's my dude. <laughs> Vladi D, baby. <laughs> like, I just felt like sinking threes re- left and right between Blue Harvest and, and the high potion we recorded the next day. Electricity in the air. And then afterwards, Steve and I are just like, you want to keep the, the fucking hang going and play some Gears of War 4? fuck yeah i do so you know i get the the episode all prepped and ready and scheduled to go out on monday and then uh sit down on the couch 
we're in the Xbox chat. Will joins us. Oh, hell yeah. Our buddy Jeff joins in. Oh, hell yeah. We start, I start memeing on the two of them because Will thought Jeff was mad at him last week. And like, <laughs> to me, when something silly like that goes on, my approach is to just meme on it. You know what I mean? Let's get it out in the open and just make a meme out of it. <laughs> and then we are literally about to boot up Gears 4 and who shows up but our buddy Nick, right? Yep. The, the what do they call it? The straw that stirs the drink? Oh, he shows That's up. Nick. He shows up and immediately, without even communicating to each other, Steve and I totally dropped the idea of playing Gears, at least for a little bit, it seems. And we're just chatting and cracking jokes. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. The Xbox party chat been a little dark. <laughs> been a little dark in the last couple of months. That's my place to go and just get dark and let my friends laugh you know or make my friends laugh right and we all go back and forth yeah then something happens that changes the course of history of that evening (laughs) that would that would ensure that i would not play a minute a second a nanosecond of any video game but i would wake wake up in the morning feeling like i got punched in the ribs from laughing so much right Steve, Steve goes, I'm watching an ASMR lady on, on Twitch and that perks up Nick's interest. And he's like, Ooh, who are you watching? Right. And I says mm-hmm. to myself, um, I want to see what this lady's like too. You know what I mean? Why not? Why not? What's stopping me? You know, pop open the Twitch app on my net, my, uh, um, my Xbox, go to the channel Steve was watching. I'm like, oh, it's a full-on AMSR, ASMR lady. She's like r- rubbing the fake ears that are attached to the mic yeah, and stuff. And Larry. I was like, mm, maybe not really for me. <clears throat> but in the meanwhile, <clears throat> Nick drops another lady streamer's name. Okay. Who, and um, she's playing a From game. Yep. This is And she's playing a From game. Okay. So <laughs> we've established how much Steve loves uh from games you know nick might have let let it slip that she was also a um adult actress okay (laughs) so now i'm i'm not watching i'm not checking out this twitch channel with three of my buddy or two of my buddies now i'm alone in the asmr channel and they've moved on to watching uh adriana chechik i believe is how you say her name chechik yeah Mm -hmm. or something like that so I'm like, okay, I'll pop in over there too. And I pop in and what I find is, you know, fairly demure as in, in presentation. It's just like, I mean, look, we, we, we don't have oh, to, yeah. no bullshit. It's an attractive lady. It's an attractive lady playing a really hard video game. She's not necessarily like, uh, I don't know what the word, she's not like dressed skimpily. She's just wearing a, a sweatshirt. She's wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's <clears throat> totally just like hanging out, you know. Um, you know, the Twitch chat that is going on is fairly what you would expect. There's a bit of a bit of a bit of the simp simping going on in the chat. Lots of people calling her mommy, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, you kind of see it. But from what I can see, there's not any of the real like Ted Bundy type chat that can go on in a lady's Twitch chat. Right. Right. Fairly and now, moderated. And now apparently. I go. Boop, I get a, a a light bulb goes off and I go, I know how I can make these dudes laugh. I'm going to start tw- I'm going to start chatting in the Twitch chat. <laughs> so, 
I go to type a message and it doesn't go through. It says you have to be a follower. So a follower, then there's a 10 minute timer that counts down until you can start chatting. Right. And the whole time I'm, I'm letting them know, I'm like, Hey, you guys should keep an eye on chat. And I don't know why, but both Nick and Steve, I don't know what they thought I was going to do. Right. Like, they were like, oh, man, let's see how quick he gets banned. Oh, this is going to be fucked up. Like, I would go in and say some real nasty shit in her chat. I don't know. They didn't seem to know what to expect. But let me tell you guys, from the minute I decided to start chatting in that Twitch channel, I knew the bit that I was going to run into the ground. Uh, it's an, It was, for the longest time, an inside bit with just me, Will, Nick, and Steve. But we told you guys about it a couple weeks ago, the, the James Spader story. So I was going in with one intention and one intention only. And that was to meme on James Spader in her Twitch chat. And in no way being like creepy, in no way being inappropriate. I just wanted to see if I could steer the topic of conversation in her chat to James Spader. <laughs> so you would think, oh, this sounds like it probably went on for 15 minutes, 20 minutes until they got tired of it. Two and a half hours. <laughs> the next two and a half hours consisted just of me, Jeff, Will, Nick and Steve watching this lady on chat and me sending a barrage of chat messages about James Spader. And it starts, you know, it starts simple enough. You guys ever watch James Spader movies? My favorite James Spader movie is Two Days in the Valley. Things like that, you know what I mean? Then the, there's only one way to go from here, right? And that is to accelerate escalate if you up. will ramp it up make the james spader message messages weirder right so then i i have some that don't really land super hard like who do you guys think would win in a fight james spader or the incredible hulk <laughs> um and and you know like people are trying to give her tips on the game because it's a really hard game and yeah, all she's, this she for the record was was on this for the two and a half hours we were in there, she was stuck on the same boss. Right. And she never really got close. <laughs> right. And so, like, we're just... I'm, I I wish I could remember them. I was trying to look up and see if I could see my Twitch chat, but I can't. I can't look at the history of it, it seems. Um, and the whole time, I'm just talking about James Spader. I'm talking about how handsome he is, how he's an American treasure. And I'll occasionally get, like, people in the chat responding being like, oh man, what about Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I just kind of ignore it. You know what I mean? Like I'm in my <laughs> own little James Spader world. The only reactions that matter to me are my four buddies that are on the Xbox chat with me. And I'm like sitting out. In the meantime, I'm sitting out on my front step smoking cigarettes and <laughs> dying laughing. I'm sure my neighbors thought, I don't know what they thought. Maybe they thought I was having a bad trip. Maybe they thought this if this dude finally broke. We knew it was going to happen. He used to look like Mick we Foley. <laughs> we were just dying, dude. Like it was so funny. There was a point where the mods started to get involved. Yes. And he was just like, "Look, uh, look Blue Harvest. <laughs> You've been warned." Yeah, he said. Or something like that. 
yeah so what happened so like what was funny is we'd all laugh and jeff would be like i can't believe they're not saying anything and then i was like yeah look you'll see they delete messages and like you know when you you know in all respect to this lady when you pop in her chat there immediately there's like an automated Streamlabs message or whatever that's like no racism misogyny um um, homophobia etc etc allowed in this chat or you'll be banned i wasn't doing anything like that i wouldn't do anything like that i was literally just talking about james spader right you were and, just being silly yeah, yeah yeah and i got to the point where there was this part where she got up to go take her dog outside or something at this point i'm not paying attention to what she's doing at all I the only focus I have laser focused is on this Twitch chat. She gets up and leaves and I go, "Hey, quick, while she's gone, do you guys want to do a James Spader role play sesh? I'll start. <laughs> Hi, I'm James Spader. Nice to meet you." That was my role playing as James Spader. <laughs> and that one, I think is when the mod got involved and he's like, "You've got one more war, war- one more warning." And I said, hey, what has this kid done to upset you so much? Hi, I'm James Spader. Nice to meet you. I've, every time that I would quote unquote role play as James Spader, I ended it with, hi, I'm James Spader. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and, it, and, and then after you got warned, you did the thing where you um, oh, hold on. spelled his name. <laughs> yeah, hold on. There's a couple other things to keep in mind. Oh, so yeah, while this is all going... Here. While this is all going, Nick gives me a gifted sub- oh, subscription right. subscription to her channel. Yeah, so now I'm sub to her channel. I'm a sub. Like she's she's earning money from me being a sub. Money through me through from me through Nick, right? Um, she she mispronounced his screen name. Yeah, when, and, uh... and Nick was that and buddy, you could tell how <laughs> how bum Nick was. Like he was trying to hide it and laugh it off, but I heard the hurt in his voice. As a man who's had hurt in his voice a lot lately, I heard the vo- hurt in his voice. You know what I mean? I, I know, heard right? the sad. Yeah, totally. He was like, oh, "She said my name wrong." <laughs> <laughs> but buddy, we were about to turn that frown upside down with what was about to happen. So I said, "Oh." Well, like, you know, part of me was like, look, I, I'm not trying. I wasn't being creepy. I wasn't trying to be rude. I was just having fun. Um, I should at least, like, toss her a couple of bucks, right, for being weird in her chat, but not, like, weird in her chat. You know what I mean? Like a gamer, yeah. not a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought some uh, some Twitch bits, right? You can You can donate Twitch bits and... Twitch bits are like fucking banana stickers from that episode of Metalocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. So I um <clears throat> I donate some and in the message I say something about James Spader. I wish I could remember what it was. There were so many of them. 30 to 50 messages about James Spader throughout this span of time, right? And I send it I send the donation and the mod starts deleting all my messages. So you go up and you can see where I've sent in a message, but it says this message has been deleted. Hey, buddy, can I give you one second? I just had a, I'll be right back. Walter just broke into my office. Of course. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Come on. I'll be outside in just a second. I promise. Okay. I'm sorry. Walter, what? I miss Walter, man. 
Gotta make sure to give him a scratch behind the ears for me. Man, he's the best. I tell you, everybody at my job is obsessed with him because I show him off on the camera all the time. He should be. He's a beautiful cat. He's a good boy. So, he starts deleting all my messages, right? And I'm like, oh, the gig is up. And I was like, well, you know what? That is a little shitty that, like, I donated a message. It did not say anything bad, you know? So then, it kind I won't lie, that kind of incensed me a little bit. So what I did was <laughs> write, I wrote, oh, okay, so I remember some of it. I said, uh, you know who should uh, play Sekiro in the movie adaptation? James Spader. That's one. So that's <laughs> right. And then I started writing messages about James Spader, but spelling his name backwards. <laughs> to fuck with the mod and he was getting real mad he was going through and the minute i'd post a message he'd delete it but i kept going because it was clearly not a bannable offense right mm -hmm. and then she goes oh thanks for the blue Har uh, the donation blue harvest pod uh i'm sorry it seems like the mods um deleted your message for no reason or something like that she took up for me yeah which was really cool by yeah, the way FYI. it was we it this instantly won her over with all of us. I think we were, if we were I kind was, of like real fans after that. Yeah, if I wasn't uwu before, buddy, I'm uwu <laughs> yeah. now. Let me tell you, yeah, I was like, all right, it. right. And then the mod, ooh, you, it, he had oh, man. big milady energy. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, great way to put it. That's a fantastic way. To and he was like, sorry, he's just been talking about James Spader for like an hour and a half. She never responded My to lady. that. She never even <laughs> fucking responded. And the fact that she got onto the mod made oh, Nick Nick's London. night. He was laughing yep. so hard and he was going, my queen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It was fantastic. Props to that lady. Yeah, we just kind of faded into the night. At at some point, she was she was at still some point, stuck on the corrupt monk. I ran out of messages. Her. I ran out of messages. I think my last message was like trying to give her advice about the game, but like I was James Spader covering myself <laughs> in vibranium, like in Age of Ultron. Like it got real fucking weird and complicated at the end, like because I just keep having to escalate the weirdness of these James Spader messages. Man, good times. I'm telling you, it's gonna be like. Whenever the day comes that I'm on my deathbed, I bet you I remember that fucking James Spader night. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, it was really fun, man. I mean, it was one of those where it's like we're expecting to get together and, I don't know, play some Fall Guys or you Whatever. and I are going to play Gears. We just hang out. And it just turned into the, its own thing that just morphed into just something really funny. Like, yeah. we were just laughing our ass off watching these stupid messages come up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. <laughs> It, not that I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to insult it, but they're not stupid. But they just are like, stupid. It, that's the point. <laughs> you, that's not an insult, Steve. That is the point. They're stupid. They're weird. They're like, like you know, there's something we got. Steve and I do that you guys don't know about, and we basically um, dissect memes like we just got the fucking alien bodies from area doctors, 51 yeah. you know what i mean where we deconstruct a meme and what specific element of the meme makes it funny to the two of us and a lot of times it's when it's real absurd is the answer right like 
there was a night that we lost it over a meme that said, Wall, you step on him for $10. Like, <laughs> will you? Will you? W O U L. Step on him for $10. Oof. And it was a little kit, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. So, like, that's that was my goal absurdity. I wasn't going to be mean. Absurd, I wasn't yeah. going to be nasty. I wasn't going to be. You know, any of the bad parts of the Twitch chat that you might see in a lady like that's Twitch chat. I was just going to be fucking weird and obsessed with James Spader. And then, (laughs) like, okay, I'm trying a secret time with you and the listeners. Nobody, I don't know how they would, but nobody let Will, uh, Jeff, or Nick know this. I have the final coup de grace in the James Spader saga. If she is like most Twitch streamers, she's going to have what they call a P.O. Box unboxing stream. Where (laughs) you, you know, you say, hey, send stuff to my P.O. Box and I'll unbox it live on stream. Lots of streamers do it. I'll be honest. I don't know why. There's something appealing about it. And I don't know why. I didn't know about this. Okay, so if she does that, I'll have to research. If she does, I going to send in a life-size cardboard cutout of James Spader. <laughs> oh, man, like from the blacklist or something? Whatever, whatever, whatever one I can find. The older the, like the older the Spader, the better, I think. Like if I send <laughs> handsome-ass Spader from Fast Times or, you know, whatever, that doesn't have the appeal of like grizzled old Robert California James Spader. You right. know what I mean? that energy mm-hmm. so, so i'm telling <laughs> oh you if she does those i'm whatever it, if i have to get it custom made from alibaba.com and shipped overseas <laughs> from overseas i'm gonna do execute they still do this fat oh my god a fat head of james spader and then like can okay can you imagine the reaction we would get from those three dudes if we're just watching her unboxing stream and she unboxes a life side like without them knowing and then even better imagine that mod imagine that <laughs> mod being like are you fucking kidding me my queen I know who sent that the lady <laughs> oh so Get that's the IP plan. address here somewhere <laughs> that's the giant finale you know what i mean that's the free bird that's the inner sandman yep. already played creeping death you know what i mean fade to black <laughs> All this left is the fucking the big jam at the end that everybody knows. Even your uncle that won Metallica tickets off the radio, you know. <laughs> All right, let's oh, talk about man. the PlayStation Two. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was a really fun night, though, oh. man. We're gonna remember that one for a while. Those yep. good times. Yep. <clears throat> I think the only night that we the last time we laughed that hard might have been the pre-cum night, and that's a story for another time. <laughs> That is a story. The pre-cum night was a story for another time. Yeah. I think our uh, Beatles loving friends like Luke Cruiser and Eric mm-hmm. Struthers will find that story hilarious. <laughs> I think they will it. too. Here come pre-cum. <laughs> Most of the pre-cum story, a uh, pre-cum night was live streamed on my Twitch channel, by the way. Sheesh. Oh, nice. Nice. Right. The old, old Twitch channel. So, in October... October 26th of the year 2000, the PlayStation 2 was released in North America a little over six months after its initial release in Japan. 
Um, the PlayStation 2 sold 155 million units as of March 2012. An insanely huge success for PlayStation, right? Um, came out uh, at a launch price of two ninety nine. I remember being like, Jesus Christ, that's expensive. Boy, howdy, is that expensive. And perhaps one of the biggest things that the PlayStation 2 uh, sort of introduced was the built-in DVD player. Very cool. In fact, I remember when I first got our, well, I didn't get it, but my roommate at the time got it, my buddy Berkeley. And while he was checking out, I ran across to like Camelot, whatever music store in the mall. Mm Mm-hmm and bought the gladiator dvd nice because i wanted to watch something on dvd or blu-ray sorry it was blu-ray no right? it was dvd yeah. dvd dvd okay yeah my first dvd player that's right yeah, yeah. and i wanted to watch some dvd and like buddy at this time like what i don't think a lot of people realize because maybe they grew up well depending on when you grew up like maybe you grew up and like a dvd player was like 50 bucks five bucks on a black friday deal DVD players in 2000 were fucking expensive. Like, it was a very good chance that if you wanted to go buy a DVD player, it was going to be as much as a PlayStation 2. Maybe a little cheaper. So, in a lot of ways, I think the PlayStation 2 was a lot of people's first DVD player, right? Yeah, I would say so. Probably. (laughs) And uh, the PlayStation 2, for me, started a trend that I have been beholden to ever since and was the very first console I ever got at launch on launch day. Um, and I've gotten one each one from each generation since, um, you want to talk about somebody who was hyped for the release of this. It was me, man. It was me. Um, and I remember like, I remember people at retail stores, like, I had family that worked at Kmart getting pissed that the PlayStation 2 was changing to the DVD cases for the games instead of like the CD jewel cases because they took up so much more room on the shelves. Um, Man, was I excited. Man, was I excited for this console. Um, I actually, so it came out on a Thursday, right? It came out October 26th. I got it the weekend before. I pulled some shenanigans. It's the only time I've ever been able to do it, and I got a console early. Right, so it's really nice. Yeah, honestly, like uh, that was a tough ticket to get. That was like the kind of the first time I mm-hmm. feel like that a system was really, really tough to get. Um, so, um, the so back then, I don't. Maybe you could at, at other places, but where I grew up, you had a Walmart and a Kmart, right? If you were going to get a game system, those were the two stores you were going to go to. Uh, they didn't do pre-orders. Walmart or game, uh, Kmart. At least back then they do. I think Walmart does now. Kmart is like a ghost town with fucking tumbleweeds blowing through it. Are there Kmarts anymore? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't think so. <laughs> so, what ended up happening was my grandmother was the overnight stock manager at Kmart. She, this lady worked at Kmart for like 40 years. Like she worked at Kmart longer than anybody should work at Kmart. She, she ate, 
slept and bled Kmart, this lady. And uh, I get a call from my mom uh, the Friday before. So about six days before it comes out. And she goes, hey, the manager, I'll leave her name out, uh, said that the PlayStation 2s came in. If you want, you can come up here and leave the cash in her safe in her office. And she will check it out for you on Thursday. Like she'll, you know, and I was like, are you fucking serious? And she was like, yes, exactly. So then listen to this, buddy, I'm flat broke. I am flat broke. I'm working my first job. I'm working, uh, at the internet service provider I used to work at. And Mm -hmm. the first guy that I worked for, eventually he sold the company to some other people and they, uh, operated a little more above board. This dude paid me cash under the table, right? Which as a kid is fucking awesome, right? No taxes taken yes. out. No taxes, yep. I'm making like eight bucks an hour cash under the table, um, working six days a week. And it That's wasn't pretty good for back then too, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't that I was bad with money or hadn't been anticipating it. It was that this dude had not paid me in six weeks. He would get way behind and pay you. And then one day he would just come in and hand you, hand me a bank envelope with three weeks of pay, four weeks of pay or whatever it was. Once he was able to actually afford paying you. you Yes. So businesses were like, that. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, what do I do? I really need to get paid. So I call my boss. He's, he's not in the office. I'm the only one in there. And I'm like, Hey, Sorry to bug you. Like, you know, it's been a few weeks since I got paid. And he goes, I'm on the way right now with your with your cash. Don't worry. I'll have it to you before you close tonight. And I was like, okay, cool. And he I don't he was lying. He was not on the way because three hours later he shows up all sweaty and shit in his purple minivan. This dude bur- r- r- drove like a, a Barney purple minivan. And he comes in. Nice. He looked kind of like the comic book guy from uh, The Simpsons. And he comes in and hands me the money. And he was like, I'm so sorry this is late. And it's okay. I was like, it's okay. You know, it's just been six weeks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. And so I have a wad of cash on me now. For a kid, for a teenager who doesn't have bills, you know what I mean? Um, so I hightail it up to Kmart. I go in the back. They've got all the PlayStation 2s. They've got all the games, the memory cards and shit, just all in this big cage thing, right? So then I get to go in, I pick out my PlayStation, pick out all the games I want, my memory card, my extra controller. She scans it all to see what the final price is and I just give her the cash. And buddy, I'm on my way home like I've got the cure to spina bifida in my backseat. You're on cloud as nine. Buddy, yep. that 1989 Ford Tempo was chirping going down the road getting up on two wheels and shit taking corners listening to Man, uh down with the sickness or whatever the fuck i was listening to in the in the year 2000 and uh <clears throat> i was real stoked needless to say i played a lot of playstation 2 that week i bet do you remember what games you got <sighs> give me one second to pull up the list of launch games because i do i just don't want to miss one i went overboard because i had all that cash at once I got games I probably wouldn't have even thought about getting at launch. Yeah, Um, because we didn't come close to getting it at launch. We didn't get ours until, I want to say, March or April of 2001. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So 29 different software titles released for the system in time for its debut in the United States. That's a fucking solid, like a large number of launch titles. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go down the list and tell you what I got. I got Dead or Alive 2 Hardcore. Had to get a fighting game. All right. Solid fighting game. I got Eternal Ring. Bad RPG. Was that the From? That's not the From I think it might be. I think that might be FromSoft. This was pre-Miyazaki. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. I got Street Fighter EX3. I got SSX. Amazing. That's the game that I ended up playing the most out of the launch lineup. I got, that was just that was pretty tricky, right? Like, just flat-out mm-hmm. SSX. It was the debut of that, uh, that franchise. That franchise. That was a fun game, yeah. Uh, I got Tekken Tag Tournament. I oh. got... Um, what else did I get? I got Madden NFL 2001. So, oh, and I got Summoner. I was very excited about Summoner. Summoner was right. a THQ RPG that they were releasing, and it was supposed to be the start of this franchise. They did do a second one. Summoner, not great. But it was the game. That was my most anticipated launch game for the PlayStation 2. Um, right. Not great. Not great. So uh, I came home with a decent amount of games, uh, heavy on the fighting games, a Street Fighter, a Dead or Alive, and a Tekken. So Right, yeah. Not Tekken's best offering, I want to say, Tekken Tag. It's but, okay. Uh, it was still pretty solid. Yeah. And Dead or Alive 2 was solid, you know, especially for a launch title. Mm-hmm. And the Street Fighter EX is, you know, not necessarily my favorite branch of that franchise but also not terrible games either you know like they they were fun i remember the training modes in those games being particularly fun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like i felt i remember feeling like wow this has got a pretty solid lineup of games right that you can um that you can play um but the one that really got my attention was ssx ssx was one of those games that if there was such thing as the trophy system back then, I would have had the platinum. I played right. the now this, hell of that game. This is a snowboarding game for mm-hmm. anybody who's not familiar with it. It's mm-hmm. just like kind of EA Sports went for. It was like a new brand they had. EA Sports Big, mm-hmm. where it was kind of like larger than life versions of of sports. It wasn't super realistic, but they were super actiony and fun. And SSX was the first, I think, the first one of that, of that brand, and it was a super good game. Yeah, really good. And this is the first time, at least for me, um, that I ever owned a backwards compatible console, and it had that thing like you could go in the settings and sharpen the graphics of a PlayStation One game. And I mean. Did it really make of a di- much of a difference? I don't know, but I sure thought it did, dude. I sure thought it did. You know, because <laughs> I definitely went back to the classics from PlayStation 1, some fucking Symphony of the Night and the three Final Fantasies and stuff, and played those on my PlayStation 2. Um, Heck yeah. And then you mentioned your first uh, um, DVD, my first DVD, Braveheart. Good one. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> That's a good one. The main guy, Gladiator and Braveheart. You could tell what what movies we were into. Yeah, you could tell what we were fucking dudes. <laughs> we were dudes, that's for sure. Yeah. 
And like, you know, this is my senior year of high school. Like I graduate the May that follows this. So I'm not going to lie. Senior year. I just fucked around all year. I was more, uh, more worried about going to work, making money, driving around in my tempo, getting into trouble with my friends, buying CDs at Camelot music and PlayStation two games. I had a lot of PlayStation two games by the end of the run of Heck this yeah. console. Um, this was basically like my time of life where I had moved out from my parents mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. were living in Jersey at the time and basically was out on my own for the first time. And I, I have a lot of really good memories of being able to kind of work part time and have a roommate and mm-hmm. have lots of time for video games and playing guitar and all those other cool things. And the, the PlayStation 2 figured very heavily in those early years of that. So I've just, it's just super fond for me. Yeah. And super that's, nostalgic. that's the exact same way with me because I moved out of my parents' house like less than a year after the console launched. It was my, it was the video game uh, console I took with me to college, right? And had my first ap- uh, apartment. I had this weird roommate that, named Cole that I didn't know. It was one of those college apartment complexes where they're like, oh, don't worry, we'll fill the other bedroom. So they just stuck a random dude I didn't know in my apartment with me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and he was weird. Uh, and uh, uh, that's what I was playing. I was hanging out in my room, either playing EverQuest on my PC or playing PlayStation 2 games on my TV. Um, and buddy, there is some fucking fire on this system let me tell you oh my goodness yeah when we get to i mean if we're gonna get to talking about the games yeah let's hit some games sheesh i mean let's get the juggernauts out of the way Mm -hmm. like grand theft auto 3 you know that one that one i think has to be mentioned as the foremost title on the system right one of them for sure for sure it is i mean the whole the whole franchise, I guess, with Vice City and San Andreas, like all three of those, just tremendous games. Well, think about this, right? In, on one console, right, we got Grand Theft Auto Three, Vice City, San Andreas, and Bully. Bully is another fully featured, really good Rockstar games. That's one that I've never played, unfortunately. I've really never played good. Bully. It's really good. Um, those four games. On one console, buddy. Right, and I know that later on, later on they would put out um, the GTAs on Xbox, Mm -hmm. but at at the time they were they were pretty pretty exclusive to the PlayStation for that first year, Mm -hmm. at least or two almost. Like it was a while down the line, but yeah, I mean, geez, I I played so much of Vice City, man. I mean, I beat GTA Mm Three all the way through, but. You know, the world got so much bigger in Vice City, and I just remember, I have such great memories of playing that one. In the soundtrack? That might be my, oh my god, yes, in both games, but in Vice City, for sure, and San Andreas, they took off, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Vice City, if I had to pick a Grand Theft Auto game to be my favorite, that one would be the one, so. It would be up there for me as well. Um, So, Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, right? Like, Grand Theft Auto 3 is the game that gets you to Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2, Grand Theft Auto 5. These massive rock star releases that have happened in the more modern era start with Grand Theft Auto 3. 
That's what sort of puts yep. them on the map and makes them a household name. Because I was familiar with Grand Theft Auto before that as a PC game, which I had like pirated and played a little bit on my PC. Um, but yeah, and, and I was think this, first... was this not? It was not Rockstar who did the first two, was it? Or am I wrong? Like I thought that they just took over the franchise. Maybe with um, three. I don't really know. Either way, I could be wrong. Either way, Grand Theft Auto 3 was like a tidal wave, right? I remember being in this apartment complex, right? And you would just go by apartments, like walking by them, and people would be playing Grand Theft Auto 3. It was like some weird thing. Everybody you talked to that you came across that played video games was playing Grand Theft Auto 3. Yep. It, it's, it was one of those video games that was so big that it started mm -hmm. to kind of blur the line between like being popular for a video game and crossing over into the mainstream you know mm -hmm. and then like you know people you know that don't even know what video games are like what is this grand theft auto game i keep hearing about it was massive exactly yep. it was massive um and yeah and and i mean over across the way on xbox they're putting out halo which is like redefining what a first person mm -hmm. shooter could be on a console mm -hmm. you know it was a wild yeah. time for video games it was um so yeah we have to hit the grand theft autos they're amazing bully is amazing um uh you know okay i gotta bring up another franchise that makes a debut on this a franchise in a game genre that burned hot like the fiction the fucking james webb telescope pictures you know what I mean? Burned hot like a thousand suns for a brief period of time and then died. And that's the fucking plastic instrument music rhythm games. Oh my goodness. The PlayStation 2 is the introduction of Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero leads into Rock Band. And then you have these two monster franchises sort of going side by side. And Man, I love Guitar Hero. Me too. And listen to this. You know why I, I picked up Guitar Hero for the first time? was um i saw it and i read reviews and i was like i don't know if that sounds all that great i didn't play guitar or anything at this point and then i was reading tools newsletter you remember how they used to put out that weird monthly to uh newsletter that had nothing to do with the band it was all about <laughs> fucking occult shit and artifacts from france and shit aliens mm -hmm. They put out a, to, uh, a Tool newsletter, and it was talking about how all the dudes were hanging out, getting ready for tour. This would have been like maybe the second or third round of tour for Lateralis at this point. And what they were doing in their off to time was playing Guitar Hero. And I said, hold up. Adam Jones playing Guitar Hero? I'm getting it. Must be good. Obsessed. I became obsessed with Guitar Hero. Oh, what a time! Man, I played a lot of it when it when it came out. I remember being like reading about it on IGN. That was kind of where I got most of my video game news at that point. Me you know, too. The internet was burgeoning, and IGN was kind of the biggest site to get your news. That's where I found out about Grand Theft Auto Three. Me too. And and Guitar Hero came out, and and you know they were like giving it really nice reviews, and I was like, well, this seems like it could be kind of fun, you know. And I just went ahead and got it. You know, I was I had a nice day at work or whatever. I worked for tips at the time and went out and got it. And I just remember playing it pretty much all night 
just got addicted real fast and immediately played it on like the expert mode not to like try to toot my own horn or toot, anything toot. like that but i just i just had like a lot of those finger stretches together you know mm -hmm. so i could do some of the more difficult stuff so man i really enjoyed that too uh you know we'll talk about rock band later later on down the line but guitar hero was great you you know what else was really great on the PlayStation 2 was um, Resident Evil 4. Oh, my God. Which so, was a so, pretty, pretty big one. Which was kind of weird because Resident Evil 4 actually launched as a GameCube exclusive. It came out on the GameCube first, mm -hmm. and it was before I had a GameCube. I got a GameCube two or three years into its lifespan or something, and I was right, so and jealous. I didn't, have any friends. I didn't have any friends who had a GameCube. Mm -mm, not at all. So, yeah. Um. And man, you want to talk about jealous? And then, so when it finally came out on the PlayStation Two, of course I had to get it, and of course I loved it. And it it's like it set the course of of uh, Resident Evil for the next several entries in the franchise until ultimately they sort of reboot it as a first person franchise with number seven, right? So four, right. five, six, all sort of come off of that four formula and then there's you know spin-off games and remakes that when people talk about redoing an older uh resident evil game they basically mean i want better graphics i want the same level designs uh the same story but i want to play it like yeah. an updated resident evil 4 <laughs> you know yeah, totally. And I mean, like, I'm looking forward to the remake. Me too. You know, I, I think that it could it could benefit from a few quality of life things. You know, there's certain things that are just pretty dated in that For old sure. version, like For not sure. being able to move when you aim and things of that nature. And, and it's just such a great game that I feel like a, a remake of it could be super cool to see you know i'd love to see a, a game that was that influential get a nice remake yeah man and i i feel like they can kind of stop there with the resident evil remakes you know what i mean they don't really need to do yeah five we don't six. need to worry about five or six <laughs> and I, I, yeah and i like five mm -hmm. i'm a five defender mm -hmm. you know i'm not so much about six but i loved resident evil five but no need for a remake that one's fine Let's you know what you need you do you remake five and six on the next generation of consoles you know what i mean I feel like five and six are modern enough to get by with just playing the backwards compatible version on whatever system yeah. you're playing. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. yeah right. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. Another two. This these games are related, released by the same company, but I I remember it being sort of the first time I played what I thought was weird games, like you know I don't know sort of artsy. Do you know what games I'm talking about? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, you know, kind of a little more niche. Mm -hmm. Eco? Like kind of the indie games before yeah. before it was a thing. You're talking about Ico, Eco? Ico, Eco, ICO, however I you say it. And Shadow that of was, the Colossus. Uh, God, well, Shadow of the Colossus was like a massive game. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Ico was, which I loved Ico. I remember playing it and beating it. It, it kind of had uh, that feel of... Um, in an out of this world or another world, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, kind of mm -hmm. that vibe. Yep. Um, but a, a little more puzzle based, right? Mm -hmm. But then they knocked it out of the park with Shadow of the Colossus. That game is literally a colossus in video game history. It kind of changed people's perceptions of how you could kind of tell a story mm -hmm. in a video game. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it's it, it has a really fantastic remake that was out put out on the PlayStation 4, which I highly recommend if you haven't played it. But at the time, it w- it was kind of mind blowing how for sure how they did things in that game. Yeah, man, two great games. Um, you have the the birth of um, a couple of pretty big franchises, franchises that would continue on, like some of them to this day. You have the birth of the Devil May Cry franchise on the PlayStation 2. Yep. You have uh, yep. the birth of Jack and Daxter, who would in some ways become almost like pseudo PlayStation mascots, right? PlayStation always seemed to have a little bit of a weird branding thing with mascots. Like, you know, Nintendo had Mario. Sega had Sonic. Uh, Xbox, when it came around, it had Master Chief. Um, and so there was like a variety of mascots that you can consider for the PlayStation, even considering like Cloud, right? During the PS1 era. Um, right. But right. yeah, Devil May Cry series, one and three are really good. Two is so bad. Do you remember Devil May Cry 2 and how bad it was? I never really played the Devil May Cry series I as, as blasphemous that may sound to some people, but it was never really a thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, And then, of course, God of War. The God oh, of yeah. War franchise Thanks. starts on the PlayStation 2, and you get the first two entries. I want to even say the second entry might have come out really close to or after the launch of the PlayStation 3. It was late in its lifespan. That and, sounds right. I feel like the the first God of War was one of the last true big titles for the PlayStation 2. God of War and God of War 2, for sure. Those were yeah, the second one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then, what else? Silent Hill 2, the sequel to Silent Hill. Maybe the best yeah. fucking entry in that series, right? Totally great game. Um, um, what about... Um, the metal gear games that's what that's next was going to bring up metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 3 are think i think are both real solid entries in that franchise man like maybe some of the strongest especially three and two two is so fucking interesting to me from like a almost a video game historical standpoint because in all the trailers and all the E3 presentations, they showed you playing Snake. The demo for that game that came out had you playing Snake on like a uh, battleship or something. It's this whole mission where you're going yeah, through like, like a, a ship. You get the game, you beat that battleship part, and then you don't play as Snake for the rest of the game. You play as Raiden. It is such a <laughs> fucking almost story bait and switch that they did not ever give away in the marketing for that game. And yeah, it was a super ballsy move by mm-hmm. Kojima. Mm-hmm. Like one of the ballsiest things anybody had ever done in video game development. If you ask me, I think so too. <laughs> I think it's part of what, like obviously, you know, metal gear solid on the PlayStation one being so good starts the legend of Kojima. And then I think the weird Kojima shit that like endears him to people starts with metal gear solid too. And like that weird sort of bait and switch. Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, fucking tight, dude. Really good game. It might yep, be my favorite. Really cool yeah, it might be my favorite in the franchise. Um, all right. You got to give me just a second to talk about some JRPGs, buddy. Oh, man. Oh, this is a pretty good system for it. I mean, you want to start with the Final Fantasies? Let's start with the Final Fantasies, buddy. Final Fantasy 10 is 
I feel at times an underrated banger in the Final Fantasy franchise. It is such a good game. Like, and I think a, a lot of it has to do, like, I just remember, right, Final Fantasy 4, 6, and 7. Those are the three I played, and they were all amazing and all so different, right? I play 8, and I don't connect with it super well. And to this day, I've never finished 8. I play 9 and really enjoy it. Um, and I think it's really good. I don't have a bad thing to say about 9, but it still wasn't like 4, didn't 6, and 7. didn't capture that magic. Yeah. yeah, it didn't have that magic feel that you, we were looking for yet. Yeah. And then like... I'm crazy anticipating 10. I see the screenshots. I'm seeing cutscenes. They look amazing. It's on the PlayStation 2 with the emotion engine. It's going to be the first game fully voiced, like voice acted. I'm a little nervous about that, right? And then it comes out the day I go on Christmas break from college, right? So, oh, that's good timing. Yeah, I... I grab it from were you game... like, were you like, Hey mom and dad, it's really good to see you. I'll be in my room for the next week. Yep. I mean, <laughs> they knew what was up. They were like, probably a fucking final fantasy game. That's my parents reference for video games, by the way. Like if I'm, if I'm hanging out with my parents and somebody brings up, um, a video game, they'll go, do you still play final fantasy? And I'll be like, you bet the goddamn ass I do mama. <laughs> at least they don't say like isn't that this is that mario game or whatever mm -hmm. like my parents called every game a mario game for a um, while until they finally started to get the hang of it so yeah i took my playstation 2 to my parents house for christmas break i stopped by gamestop on my way out of starkville mississippi and picked up final fantasy 10 and i think i had that game fully completed fully beat within like four days that's how little Dang. i slept i went to work I played Final Fantasy X. That's what I did. And <laughs> I fucking love that game. Final Fantasy X yeah, is so fucking good. And then... That's one that I never played through. Like, honestly, the PlayStation 2 Final Fantasies, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get too into. So I'm curious as to your thoughts about the rest um, of them. So then, you know, Final Fantasy XI comes out, and it's their first swing at an MMO. And they start releasing, like, the modem. You could hook up to your PlayStation 2 and play games. I never played Final Fantasy XI on a PlayStation 2. It kind of bums me out that I didn't. Um, I'd play it later on like PC. And then towards the end of its life, they release Final Fantasy XII. And it is another fucking banger, dude. Like the two <laughs> quote-unquote re regular Final Fantasy games on the PlayStation 2 are all-time classics, in my opinion. 10 and 12. They're so great. I like would 10 a little better. Would you, if you had to pick one generation's Final Fantasy games, what would it be? Oh, that's not fair. That's, <laughs> that's not <laughs> fair. That time. Give you some time to think about it. Yeah. Um, so the Final Fantasy <laughs> games were really good. The first time I ever played a Dragon Quest was on PlayStation 2. I don't remember the exact okay. one. It might have been 8, and I loved it. The first time I played a Star Ocean was on this system. Um, really got into JRPGs. I started branching out from just Final Fantasy into checking out some of the other ones, you know. I played, played uh, Disgaea, which is a franchise that still goes to the, till this day that's like a tactics RPG, like a Final Fantasy tactics RPG-style game. 
Um, right, I've heard of that series for sure. Played the fuck out of some JRPGs on this game system. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of anything. I mean, we're hitting some big ones. Um, there were some sports games that were really fun for that system. I oh mean, you talked God. about SSX before. I mean, you, yep. we could mention SSX Tricky, which was mm-hmm. basically like that, but 10 times better, in my opinion. Like, Tricky really knocked it out I, of the park. I think Tricky is the peak of that franchise. I think so too, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. But that also that that brand also led to some other really fun games, like the NBA Street series, which so fun. Uh, the volume volume two of NBA Street to me is still one of the my favorite basketball games of all time. It was um, and uh, it was honestly the closest thing to, that we had to something to carry the NBA Jam torch at that point, right? Right, right. And they tried some other NBA Jam-ish type stuff. Like mm-hmm. they had NFL Blitz, mm-hmm. which was pretty fun. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but there was also NFL Street. They tried to do that. I don't know if you ever played that one. That I one did. was pretty fun. We had a, an NHL kind of game that was three on three kind of NBA Jam style. And we definitely played the heck out of that game, yelling mm-hmm. and screaming at each other. That was real fun. Mm-hmm. Um, good multiplayer on that system. It was all couch co-op back then. We We weren't yet getting into the age of no. Xbox Live or the PlayStation Network, you know, still all about sitting next to each other. Yeah, I I borrowed a buddy's PlayStation 2 modem that he got to play SOCOM online. I borrowed it and played... There was an EverQuest spinoff called uh, EverQuest Adventures, I believe, right? And it was a console MMO. It was the first console MMO I ever played. And I was so like enamored with the idea of playing an MMO, which had been solely on PCs before. Um, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great experience. You know, we're talking the early days of online access for consoles, you know. Um, but I did. Right. It. And I mean, like SOCOM, that was another series you want to that was kind of I didn't really play it myself, but mm-hmm. I remember a lot of people kind of were intrigued by it and the oh, fact yeah. that it was against, you know, other people and things mm-hmm. of that nature. It was very tactical oh. shooter, like a tactical <laughs> third person shooter. Um, yep. Oh man. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up as far as, Oh, Kingdom hearts. Kingdom hearts is born on the PlayStation two. And do you ever oh, remember yeah. like the original announcements of that on IGN where they're like, um, Disney has partnered with Square to make an RPG using their characters. I remember reading it and being like, is it April 1st? What? And then like as it keeps (laughs) going, it keeps going and you hear that it's going to have like Final Fantasy characters in it and shit. And I remember being real skeptical and a buddy of mine let me borrow it. And I was like, I get it. I get it. I fucking get it. This is really good. So, um, yeah. I I know that that franchise is very beloved, you mm-hmm. know, not one that I ever played, but um, a franchise that I did play was um, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series, and that was uh, that like was the definitely one. discovered discovered for me on the PlayStation Two. Like the I started playing with the second one, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. Oh no, those were and, on the uh, PlayStation One. Those were the PlayStation 1. Okay, mm-hmm. so what were the ones that were on the PlayStation 2? The You're Underground right, totally. series. Tony so Hawk's it started with the Underground series? I believe so. Cool, cool. 
Those I thought were okay, but I honestly liked the earlier generation before then. Me too. For some reason, I thought like the Tony Hawk 3s and whatnot were on PlayStation 2, but of course it was almost 20 years ago, so yep. easy to forget. Yeah, buddy. I, I, that's the uh, that's just the games I had written down and could pull out of thin air. There's so many of them. It's such a great console. I think the design of it was really cool, the way you could put it on its side and tilt like rotate the Sony logo, the PS logo, so it would be the right side up and shit. Like yep. s- such a little detail that fascinated me. The fact that the back of the game discs were blue. You remember that? Ooh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very they were, cool. They were black on the PlayStation and then blue on the PlayStation 2. Um, some good Star Wars they games. Still using mem- still using memory cards, right? Yeah. At this point. Yeah. This would be the last PlayStation console that needed a memory card because the PlayStation 3 onward had, you know, built-in hard drives. Right. For As, the best. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, ma'am. I love the PlayStation 2. I don't know about you. It's one of my faves. Uh, yeah, it's one of the... It's got some great memories for me. Great time in my life when that console came out. A gigantic library of games, by the way. 10,035 different game titles were released. Whew. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a huge library. But, it, you know, another thing that we didn't really mention is the PlayStation 2's lifespan was 13 years long. They didn't stop Dang. making PlayStation 2's until 2013. And, wow. you know, in those last couple of years, there were still, like, FIFA games being released, and a couple of games every year were still coming out on the PlayStation 2. It's really interesting how long that place that system lasted that's uh, right and i gotta i gotta say i can't i can't get out of here without mentioning twisted metal black oh because so uh, great i mean that was a great one too honestly like much better than the previous ones like that and one, those were good i thought that franchise me too yeah i thought they were great but i thought that franchise was going to be around forever Dang. i was kind of wrong about that unfortunately <laughs> All right, guys, yeah. so how about you? What are your memories of the PlayStation 2? What are some games we forgot? What are some of your favorite games? Oh, by the way, my favorite game is Final Fantasy X. I forgot that. We always talk about what our absolute favorite game was. Mine was Final Fantasy That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Mine would be uh, either NBA Street Volume 2 or Grand Theft Auto Vice City or um, Resident Evil 4. One of those three, take your pick. Yeah, all good ones. Um, you should follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. You should follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. You should follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Send us an email, highpotionpod at gmail.com. Review us on iTunes, please, please. We'll see you guys next week. Yep, and check out Adriana Cheshik, the streamer. She's a good sport. Mm-hmm. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.